If Auburn is the new capital of additive manufacturing, then Nima Shamsai is its mayor, its governor, its president, its king, its ever-loving emperor. Think we're taking it too far? I don't think we're taking it far enough. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. Oh. 1.21 You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, 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 welcome to the greatest podcast in all of higher education. We are back after a one-week hiatus, but I don't care about that. What's important is that we're still here. I'm Jeremy Henderson, Communications Specialist for the College of Engineering, Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Communications and Marketing Office, joined, as always, by my co-host, Acting acting, acting Director of said office, Austin Phillips. Still uh, standing, still strong. Still still here. Uh, it's been too long, guys. It has been. I it, missed you. And it, it's been too too long, and we are joined today by a very special guest. What a mouthful this man presents uh, in the podcast arena. The Philpot West Point Stevens Distinguished Associate Professor of Mechanical Engineering, Nima Shamsai, Director of the National Center, Center for Additive Manufacturing Excellence, in came in the house, the rock star of in came. The man. The man. The one I thought, we, and I thought we promoted him to professor, though. Dean, you did associate, Dean. <laughs> but you took it away well, when I when I brought it to your attention. There. Yeah, well, you know, Take again, one. You put it on the website. It, it, it's going. I'm surprised you brought it to our attention. You could have just put that on LinkedIn and called it a day. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, as always, I know you're a busy guy. You got a bunch of meet. You got two weeks of meetings coming up right now, right? Correct. Now, what kind of meetings? What are you? What is like a day in the life of? the man right now, argu- pr- arguably the premier proponent of additive manufacturing techni- <laughs> in, the, in, the, in, in the industry. Um, what, what is a normal day like for you right now? Because every time I talk to you, you're, you're busy, you got things going on. And I'm not just talking like, oh, I got to go to Montgomery and Columbus. We're talking Europe. We're talking Asia. We're talking all over the place. So what's happening right now? All right. So if you can tell us. Sure. <laughs> I tell you my plan for the next two weeks. Maybe that tells you right, a little right, right. bit about let's, let's my... Let's do that. The next two weeks, I will be traveling to three different countries in Europe. <laughs> um, the first stop will which, be... In which countries? Norway, okay. uh, Czech Republic, and then France. Okay. You sounded like Marcus for Dang. a minute. Uh, Marcus <laughs> yeah. takes a couple of weeks and goes to Europe, too. Italy, yeah. Greece. He, the difference was he went for fun and vacation. You <laughs> see he's smiling now. He's happy. When I he's come back, I'm even yeah. in, bad, in worse shape than I am today. Mm-hmm. But um, my stop in Norway is for the first uh, European conference on a structural integrity of additive manufactured materials. I'm one of the four uh, plenary speakers there. And the only one outside of Europe, the other three are from Europe. So basically, I represent uh, United States in that conference. Uh, then uh, on Wednesday, I fly to Czech Republic. I give a presentation on Thursday in another symposium. And the third presentation on uh, Friday in a workshop. <laughs> this is crazy. 
Busy then I, week. That's pretty packed. Is that all of them? I lost count. Is that you're going to three or four? This is not. We just finished the first week. First week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Yeah. My bad. Okay. Keep Come going. On, keep going. Yeah. And then um, um, on Saturday, I fly to France and I have Sunday on my own. That's hey, fun. Look at that. Yes. But Monday, I'm organizing the second ASTM Additive Manufacturing Center of Excellence workshop in Paris. And uh, now, would this be the second with the first having been hosted here in Auburn? In Auburn? Correct. Awesome. Look yes. at that. So Auburn be- be to Paris. Paris. There we go. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Seriously. And then the rest of the week will be ASTM F42 committee meetings. Uh, F42 is on additive manufacturing technologies. These are the people they develop standards for this emerging technology. Friday is the joint meetings between ISO and ASTM. Good grief. And Saturday okay. I come back. You have your passport, right? <laughs> yes. You're good? And I check, yes. I, it's good until 2020. What's your per diem on these days? That sounds pretty awesome, actually. Higher than our offices. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Sure. Well, so how do you get into this field you know where yes. where did where did this start that this became um your passion your career uh of additive manufacturing yeah, that you got so good at it too what happened well i i hope i'm good at it but i didn't know anything about additive until 2013 Prior to that, I was working for Chrysler Group. Uh, later, they changed the name to Fiat Chrysler Automotive. Um, and I was a durability engineer. I, I was responsible for developing a test, uh, basically schedules for all Fiat and Chrysler platforms. And I was responsible for coordinating all the proving grounds around the world for all these different platforms, because when you have a car you're testing in Chelsea, Michigan, you want to make sure it's the same test that you run in Bulaco, Italy, although the profiles of the roads are different. It was fun, but I always wanted to uh, be an educator. And I decided to join a university, and it happened to be Mississippi State in Starkville. And my background was in fatigue and durability analysis. And when I started there, I was looking for topics that uh, uh, basically I can do high impact, high impactful research. And additive uh, was started to kind of becoming a buzzword at the time. And when I look into the process and the product, I realized one of the major challenges for this technology to be adopted by different industrial sector, specifically for safety critical application is the uh, qualification and certification and specifically, uh, basically a structural integrity of these products. And that was perfectly aligned with my background. Last six years been just amazing. So did you turn your cowbell in? Did they take it back from you? Yes. Okay, good, good. We just need, you need a shaker. Yeah. No more cowbell. Okay. So 2016, I moved to Auburn and it's been just exponential. The growth of additive program here and I've, I'm glad to be part of this. Where are you originally from? Iran. Iran. So what about your education? What, what are you, what were you trained in? What did you study? Yes, I, I got both my bachelor and master's degree from Iran, Isfahan University of Technology and Sharif University of Technology. 
2006, I came to United States after working in industry for several years. So I did, uh, I worked in industry several years before PhD and three to four years after PhD. So I have altogether a little more than 10 years of industrial experience. Well, you talked about about it a little bit, I guess, just with some of your the background. And but when I I started in November, and so in came instantly was one of the first things on my my radar. The National Center for Additive Manufacturing Excellence, and this this NEMA Shamsai, right? And you were just it, and everybody was talking about it, and your your CV just went on for reams and reams and reams. It seemed like, <laughs> at least to me. And now you're telling me 2013, so I don't know really if we should be doing this podcast because <laughs> it's only been you six know, years. You know but we did have a conversation one day where he came in, and it it does seem like you've been in academia much longer than you have, and the impact that you've made here at the university um, has just been amazing. So, what is it that is that has set Auburn up to just be the really the additive manufacturing capital, not only of this country, but becoming the world? It's not me, it's not any individual person, but it's the vision within our college. The vision, love yes. it. Okay. And that was the reason I came here. When I came here, I had access to several additive manufacturing equipment at Mississippi State. But what I saw at Auburn was different. So how did they pitch it to you? How did they pitch coming over here? I mean, what was what was the the thing? Like, we need you. What did they say? Unless you can't tell us. <laughs> I was about to say, is there a bag man involved yeah. in this? <laughs> I cannot disclose all the details, but... Just but, whisper it. <laughs> yeah, mouth what, it. What I saw, everything was logical here. And that was enough for me to uh, make the decision to move. And, um, I mean, think of what college has done over the last few years. I mean, you're talking about my CV. My CV doesn't get the way it is today unless you get support. College has invested significantly in uh, basically equipment, in faculty, in many things to enable us to produce, correct? And I, I, I don't think it's difficult to build up on it. Gotcha. Talk about how the renovation of the Gavin Laboratory has changed the game for for what we're doing in additive manufacturing. Well, I went from basement of Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, that's basement, to the outhouse to the penthouse. Here we go. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the trunk of my Fiat to uh, <laughs> a printing press, a laminating machine to uh, some sort of a million dollar uh, equipment. Yes, it, it, it's like somebody giving you a house. To live correct so that's i can put it like that so we have a place now awesome. it's very different awesome and, and the open space the windows Beautiful. You know, that, that, that's that's so great for these companies for our partners that can come in so they they can see the college the alive character we have on the floor absolutely the, the old wood mm-hmm. floor i mean it's just beautiful it is yeah. it absolutely is well, so talk about more about what's going over there right now, on over there, because every time I go there, there's a new machine like we that, that, that is that has come, and and these companies seem to be just knocking at the door, just to not not I mean to, to want us to want y'all to want you to use their products. So what is it about the vision and what we're doing over there? We I feel a part of it. I, I go over there. <laughs> you so read the story come about on here too. <laughs> that that is so appealing. To industry heavyweights. Sure. So I put it in the order that I think they're important. I start with the least important one. I think there are four reasons. Uh, 
The first reason is the visibility they get when their machine is in our center and the fact that we get a lot of visitors. Just last week, we had two-day full meetings of uh, with NASA, 20 uh, NASA personnel from four different uh, centers were visiting us. Or in March, we had few hundred people uh, coming to Auburn for uh, F42 meeting as well as the workshop we just talked about. So that's visibility and and basically um, using the center as the stage to show off their product. To me, that's the least important one. The second one is the research we do with this equipment and we generate data, we show data, basically we publicize again our research findings through our publication and presentations. The third one is the fact that we are one of the ASTM centers of excellence. Basically, we use this equipment to help with closing standardization gaps. But the fourth and the most important is the fact that we use this equipment for education and workforce training because that's another major barrier against uh, basically adoption of this technology, having trained workforce. And imagine all the undergraduate, graduate student, or when we have short courses that we're going to offer, hopefully soon, we use this equipment to train those people on. So what are the, what are the uh, there's there's two new machines that recently arrived uh, that sound pretty awesome. Can you tell anything about those? Sure. One of them is a Trumpf, uh True Print 3000. is a fantastic industrial level machine. Uh, um, the other one is the Creator by OR Laser. Uh, that, that's a smaller version machine, and both have their specific uh, advantages for certain products, cer- certain uh, basically means, and we're glad to basically have both of them in our center. Go ahead. No, oh, go ahead. Is there is there is there one? Is there a certain? machine printer in in the lab that's kind of like your baby you know what i mean that you, when you, you walk a in name, there by, you got a name yeah, for when it. you walk in there by yourself you just kind of give her a, give her a pat it's like somebody asking you uh, which kid you like more correct so you like them all i got you all yeah. right fair enough fair enough so when we look up in 2024 2025 and we've got an american spaceship back on the moon and we've played a part in that. How awesome is that going to be? It's just awesome. I don't know how to put it in words. I mean, imagine you've been part of that. Well, and I think what's so cool is just the history of this college. You know, 50 years ago, we had a, we had a lot of people who are distinguished alumni who played a big part in getting us there the first time. Um, and, and to know that we're going to play such an integral part to get us back. Um, you know, Auburn's been the space been really one of your space institutions for a long time and, and seeing it evolve you know that when we thought of space so long it was okay it was all aerospace but here we're in the mechanical realm and it, it's just it, it's so it's so cool to me right once a smart person said it very very right correct he said the path to moon and to mars goes through auburn that's it. War Eagle, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, to get to the red planet, it's going to take a little orange and blue. <laughs> That's a smart person once said that, too. Uh, you know, we talk about it as we are trying to promote the college and promote what NCAME is doing. Uh, you know, it's easy for us to say, well, we're the place now and everything. And yet, that seems to actually be based in reality. When you go to these conferences, not just in America, across the world, uh, 
are there people kind of being like, my gosh, what is what is going over there in this tiny you know town? What what's happening at this place? How how you know? I mean, is there is there a vibe out there? Kind of like is something what you know what's in the water up down there? Yeah, I get I get those kind of questions, and uh, I think um, I used to get more questions. Uh, previously, no, I think everybody accepted the fact that we are one of the national, maybe international uh, academic leaders in this field. I mean, enough that two years ago, NASA recognized us as their uh, strategic academic partner in additive manufacturing. I mean, you cannot, I mean, it cannot right. be cool, yeah, yeah. cooler than that, yeah, correct? Hard to, top right. that. hard to top that. Yeah, so they, they're, they're accepting the fact that Auburn is one of the leaders, that's for sure. So they're not asking as many questions as they used to, specifically um, since they came here uh, in March, several uh, hundred people came and visited our campus. So they saw it themselves. Well, and kind of going back to what you had said earlier, uh, what I think one of the most fascinating parts is, okay, we're doing awesome research. You know, we're, we're doing things that's going to help us get back to the moon, but we're preparing our students to be that next generation. And, and this is an emerging technology, just as kind of we're, what we're doing in uh, computer science in the cyber realm. You know, we're going to look up in 10, 15 years and our alumni that are walking the halls right now, Shelby and, and Wiggins and Gavin, uh, those are the people that are going to be cha- out changing the world. And it's because of the things that we're doing right now. Yes. In fact, last week, there was a young lady from NASA Marshall in the meeting uh, that I mentioned 20 folks were here. And she told me, do you remember you came to our class and gave a lecture one session? And yes, she was a student here last year this time, and now she's working for NASA Marshall. There you That's go. So yeah. Changing cool. lives. So, yes. cool, <laughs> yeah, so cool, man. Five years from now, what's it going to look like? How many more machines are going to be in there? How, how, what, what, is, well, what, what is the state of the industry going to be like in five years, you think? Well, I think that's that's not a challenge for me. It's a challenge for college to give me more space. There you I will go. feel it. Love it. <laughs> calling <laughs> all alumni. Calling all alumni. Shamsai Hall <laughs> has a nice ring to it. Uh, Nima, thanks so much for joining us. Sure. I know I'm, we're going to let you go a little early here. I know you got to hit the road and hit the air. What hit the? Uh, yeah, hit the, hit the, the sky. Yeah, that's good it. grief. But uh, thanks so much and thanks for what you're doing. It's it's, sure. it's awesome to watch happen. Awesome. My pleasure. Thank you, Nima. War Eagle. War Eagle.